Welcome, welcome to the Hitch Hemingway Pod. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, you all, you can take your seats. Thank you for the applause. You can take your seats. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just me. It's just me. Hey, thank you for listening in. I'm a little under the weather at the moment, but hey, I just had to record this podcast. I know we're heading into the July 4th. You know, this is right around the corner. You know, it's actually tomorrow. But, you know, I wanted to record a podcast and put it out there. Hopefully I can help your Monday go by a little bit faster. Some of you all might not return to the office, but you know, I wanted to give you something, 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 a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? Just a little something, something. Because a lot of ish went down this week. I had to damn record. I had to record. A lot of stuff went down this week. Woo! What the hell is going on with the Supreme Court? My goodness. My goodness. I actually wanted to record a podcast about that. And I was trying to get some of my friends who work in higher ed to actually come on. And, um, you know, they wanted to, you know, sit back for a little bit and, you know, dive into what's happening a little bit more so they can come on to the podcast and we can talk about it in depth, you know? So it's a lot going on. Um, you know, there was a ruling where now, um, colleges and universities are not supposed to consider race when it comes to admitting students into their institution. Um, Basically, there's no more affirmative action. That's pretty much what that is, right? That's what's going on. But I want to come back to that when I have my folks in the room with me so we can talk about that in depth. I personally have some feelings about it. I was a first-generation college student. Many of you know that. So I definitely want to give that um, some attention, you know, and, and, and we will. Um. And I'm going to move on real quick. I'm going to move on because I got some stuff that I really, really want to get to. Um, What's the next thing on my list? Um, Oh, you know what? What I also wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it today. Not going to talk about it today on this podcast. Have y'all seen the NASA and all these folks coming out and talking about the uh, UFOs and and um, all that stuff about the aliens. Every time I say aliens, I got it. You catch my drift. Have y'all seen that? Y'all been following that? That's some wild, that's some wild shit. It's wild. I'm following it. I watched that whole three-hour interview. Uh, I'm sorry, that that conference with NASA when they were saying, hey, you know, there's some, um, you know, unidentified, I forgot what they call it. I think it might be UAP or something like that. There's some, um, you know, we can't identify some of these, things that's flying in the air, all kind of stuff. It was pretty interesting. And I went down a bunch of freaking rabbit holes. So it's some good stuff there. Not going to talk about it today. Not going to, not going to talk about it, but it is interesting. It is interesting. Like they're pretty much talking about aliens. In 2023. Boy, I tell you. 
if there are aliens, it's only one thing I want to know, and I want to ask them too. Do they have any type of like student loan debt? I know it probably would be called something different, but like what kind of debt do they have? Because I believe that if there is life on other planets, the only people that are paying bills is our ass. It's just us. Imagine that. Imagine imagine you finding out everybody else flying around and doing whatever the hell they want to. The aliens just flying around and they don't got to pay no damn bills. Ain't that some shit? I'm going to be mad as hell. Anyway, but hey, that's a podcast for a different day. I'm going to hop into what I really want to talk about. Man, you all probably heard me, at least some of my friends, you've heard me talking about, you know, what's going on in social media. I was calling it the the tech reset when Elon Musk took over Twitter. I was calling it the, the, the tech reset. And many of you know my love for social media. You know my love for social media. Um, I had a project. Um not too long ago um, where I actually made it into the app store where I created a social journalism application that was geared towards thoughtful content creators and readers. You know, I was pulling on my, you know, English journalism background and I thought there was a space for, you know, like, Long, longer form content, you know, and, you know, I believe there still is, right? Um, There's a lot of trial and error when you're out there building something, you figure out what works, what doesn't work. Um, And so I'm, I, I love when I see people take the risk to build products, I, I really do. I, I, I love it. Um, I learned a lot in um, managing, you know, my app, you know, working with developers and getting into the app store. I learned so much throughout that entire process, right? It's, it's amazing how much I learned from that, right? So I say that to pretty much say there's a new app on the block and I've been rooting for this app and everybody that's involved in it from the moment I heard of its existence I've been rooting them on I've been rooting them on and we about to dive into that we about to dive into that so let me set the scene for you for those of you who, who don't know over the weekend users of Twitter started getting this message that was saying, um, I think it said, you have exceeded your rate limit. And everybody was like, what the hell is a rate limit? Right? And then we later find out from Elon Musk that he was pretty much putting a cap on how many tweets you can see per day. Now, here's the crazy thing about that. The crazy thing about that was if you were a new account, you had a limit. If you were a account that you've been around for a while, but you were not verified, you had a higher limit. But even the people who were 
I guess, subscribe or they pay that monthly Twitter blue um, for verification, they even had a limit. And so you're looking around the room and you say, what the hell is something is going on now? What Elon said was it was to prevent. I'm like anti scraping. So um, try to figure out the best way to say what scraping is. Scraping is, you, you know, people scrape websites all the time um, and they steal customer data, all kinds of stuff. There's so many things you can do. They build uh, similar websites, you know, where they can trick people into using a different site that looks like their site, exploiting individuals, all kind of stuff. It's just a lot of bad things that can happen, right? So this is what his solution was to that. Now, allegedly, that's why he implemented it. Now, based on what's going on around the web, they make it seem like it's a little different. They're making it seem like there was something relating to the server cost that Twitter has with Google, right? That's what they're saying. That's what they say. I don't know, but I've looked around the web and I wanted to see what, you know, the folks were talking about. You know, like what is really going on behind the scenes when it comes to this whole thing, right? So I found somebody on, on, on TikTok and, you know, I just wanted to play a quick little sample of what's the talk about on the web. So it's, it's, e- it's easy to follow. It's easy to follow. So here we go. So this looks to be the timeline that is being established and discussed around the Fediverse. And for the record, this is not my own image here. This was sent to me, but it's a great explanation of what's going on. Twitter's hosting contract with Google Cloud expired on June 30th. Word is that Elon has been trying to move everything off so he doesn't have to pay that reported $1 billion bill. Either he's done nothing or that migration is not completed yet. Google Cloud out of contract has potentially rate-limited Twitter's data. With tremendous foresight, Elon blocked access to non-accounts yesterday in an attempt to mitigate the damage or negotiate lesser usage fees. Instead, this caused the embedded tweets in every website to fail to load and instead retry again and again and again, resulting in a self-inflicted denial-of-service event from everywhere. Elon is now imposing temporary view limits in an attempt to keep the site up at all until the migration is complete, re-engineers the embedded reloads, or pays his Google Cloud bill. Now he's decided to use the situation to try and sell subscriptions. But what is not happening is that Elon is both a technology and business genius. We've been enjoying this. Hopefully you were able to follow that. That's the best breakdown that I found on the web. You know, people have their opinions. They, you know, you really don't know um, who's this guy on TikTok. His name is Home Chief Geek 3D or something like that. It's H-O-M-E if you want to check it out. His uh, his username is H-O-M-E-C-H-I-E-F-G-Y-K-3-D. That's what it is. All right. So, boom. Now that that's out the way. Here's what went down. And this is crazy. Talk about timing. You remember when I started off this story, I was talking about how I made it into the app store before and I like to see people who build products and everything, right? So let me tell you about this app called Spill. Let me tell you about Spill. Spill was announced sometime around the fall of 2022. There were two former Twitter employees who were laid off 
in the first round of layoffs at Twitter. So these two gentlemen were working together, built a friendship, and decided that, hey, we're going to build a product. We're going to build a product. They had a vision. And from the moment I saw the the articles that was being written about it, the moment I saw it, I said, there was just something that was inside of me that jumped for joy. I really don't know how to describe it, but there was something inside of me that jumped for joy. And when I think about it, I really think that it's really the fact that I know how much this is needed. I know how much this platform is needed. Let me give you a little bit of, a little bit of history for those of you who remember uh, MySpace from back in the day or um, Black Planet from back in the day. Uh, Some of us who are listening to this podcast, at least for me, I was in college when Facebook came out. And in order to use Facebook, you had to have a .edu email address before it opened up for everybody else. That's what you had to have. So when I think about the MySpace and 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 the um, the Facebook, and then Twitter comes along, I'm thinking at around uh, 2008, 2009, uh, somewhere along in there, I think Twitter comes along, right? So when I think about all of these social media applications that has changed the way we do business, the way we live our lives in general, where we spend our time, how we get information. Between smartphones and social media, man, that has to be, oh my goodness, societal impact? The smartphone, the iPhone came out when I was a senior in college. I remember me and my cousin Sharon, he was telling me about it. He said, man, let me show you. This phone is about to come out. We was at a shoe store. He said, man, this phone is about to come out. They, it's, there are no buttons on it. I was like, what you mean there's no buttons on it? It's just a screen. It's the iPhone. I say, what? And look where we're at today. So when you look at the amount of smartphone users, and you got to think every smartphone, for the most part, has what on it? Social media applications. Social media. It runs the world. Love it or hate it, it, it runs the world. But go back to this story. Let me go back to the story. So in the fall of 2022, I hear about the two Twitter employees that was building the product. And I've been following them like crazy because I know how much this was needed. When I'm talking about all of these other applications, there's something that I can see that we all can see. And if you dive into the platforms, you Learn a little bit more about the structures on the inside. A lot of these social media apps created by white men. So you got, you know, Jack Dorsey. I think that's his last name. um, Who sold to Elon Musk. Jack be hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce all the time. So (laughs) he was just living his best life over there. Um, so you got Jack, 
You have Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I can't remember the guys who had Instagram, but they sold Instagram to Facebook. Still, same thing. It's white guys who are the founders. A lot of this stuff boils down to is a lot of people who have great ideas out there. But some of these ideas never get to see the light of day. Because it takes capital. And I won't go into the depths of what happens when black people try to raise capital versus, you know, white folks. I'm not going to use this podcast for that. But there's a lot of data out there. And you can guess what happens. It's hard to raise capital. You know, if you're somebody, if you're a black person and, you know, you're getting $200 over here, $300 over here, $500 over here. When you're trying to build something for the masses and you can't have the capital and you're reaching all these stumbling blocks. That dream pretty much dies. If you can't make it to market, I've seen it happen so many times. But when other folks go to raise money, you know, they can write their idea on a damn napkin and somebody's throwing money at them. Oh man, they're smart. They'll figure it out. You know, the game is just different. And it's always, it's always been that way. It's always been that way. So when I see the Spill team, the name of the app is called Spill. It's playing off on the Spill the Tea. If you know, you know. When you're spilling tea, you know what you're doing. Spill the Tea. You're going you go, you go to give the gossip, the news. You're going to get down to the nitty gritty. App is called Spill. Loved Spill. I love it. So fast forward to 2023. I had a chance to speak with some of the um, team of spill I went to an event and I went specifically just to hear about the product I believed in it just that much like there was something inside of me that said this is it this is it this is it this is it I went to an event last minute boom got a ticket Got a chance to chat with the CEO, Fonz, Alfonso, he goes by Fonz. Got a a chance to, you know, speak with him about the product. And I just said, man, you know, I'm rooting for you. Let's stay in touch, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm pretty sure that you know, down the line at some point, given, you know, my background in um, cybersecurity and, you know, conducting investigations and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure maybe down the line there's something that I can do that can help them as they continue to grow. And I'm all in. I'm all in. So it was great to meet him and hear about the product. It was great. But what happened this weekend was crazy. So when Elon sent out that tweet about the changes that was coming to Twitter, everybody in their mama started talking about spill. Everybody was like, Oh, we going over here to spill. What spill? 
What's that? What's that? Everybody's talking about it. Even the aliens. Everybody's talking about spill. I was lucky to be a part of the, you know, the, the, the beta folks who I've been testing out the product for like a couple of weeks now. And I love it. I love it. And I'm, let me tell you why I love it. I, I love it because I, I understand where they are in the process because I've gone through some development cycles myself. So I understand that what they have, right, is just a small glimpse of what this thing is going to be, right? Same way, just like all of these other social media apps. You know, when Facebook first came out, there was no marketplace. There was no Facebook Messenger, all that stuff. All these things come down the line, right? And one thing I've learned is that users will tell you how they're going to use your product anyway. So you can decide that you're going to build a app and you want it to do X, Y, Z. But as soon as you launch that bad boy, somebody's going to come on and they're going to start doing something that you probably never even thought. So you thought they were going to do X, Y, Z. They're doing A, B, C. So I, I love where they are right now at this moment. It is the very beginning, and we're going to see this thing continuously evolve. We're going to see it evolve, right? So I know many of you are probably in here and you're saying, well, what, what is, what is the app? Like, what is it? We want to know, right? So today, part of the spill team had a Twitter spaces and they had the Twitter spaces today um, because there were a lot of people who were coming on board, right? They were coming on board. They were downloading the app. Um, but it's really invite only um, at the very moment, but they're working around the clock to get as many people to join the app as possible. They, they, they doing their thing, y'all. They doing their thing. Miss um, Kiki Palmer came on there. So Kiki Palmer is, 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 is on. It's on spill. Kiki. Right, and uh, Ava Ava Duvernay, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. I ain't said her last name in a long time because she left um social media. You know, right? So you're seeing a lot of people coming on to this product, right? But I'm about to let you listen to a part of. The interview, I won't say interview, part of the Twitter spaces today where the, the CEO was actually talking about the product. So I'm going to let them explain to you what it is. Right? Y'all ready for this? You better be. Uh, we were the voices of Twitter on Twitter and um, was, uh, I met my co-founder um, at Twitter as well. We were, uh, we started on the first day uh, together. Uh, we're two of the, I think we were two out of three black folks in the, uh, in the new hire group at the time. And we were um, like, yeah, we should definitely be homies and um, uh, formed a relationship that over the years we knew we had a really great complementary skill set. Um, and that we should probably cook something up together. Um, and fast forward to last fall, um, I was part of the first wave of the Elon Musk layoffs, along with a lot of other tweets, and uh, knew at that time it was um, 
it was time to build. So the vision for Spill really wasn't um, so much just about, okay, you know, this particular platform or that particular platform, you know, is changing and, you know, we need to, you know, have the same thing. It was much more looking at a fundamental issue that cuts across all of social media, uh, which is that the culture drivers, you know, the black women, the queer communities, the um, communities overseas uh, that make these platforms amazing um, are, you know, quite often under-recognized, um, uh, undercompensated, and most importantly, experienced the lion's share of hate and abuse on these platforms. And so that was the problem that we felt this was an opportunity to solve, not so much, let's just have another version of this that has different ownership, but um, really that we could address that core issue. And so that's really where Spill was born. Um, and yeah, we uh, stood up a waitlist page uh, back in December. Um, we didn't have any sort of anything but kind of a deck and a dream <laughs> at the time. Uh, but the vision that we laid out uh, seemed to really resonate. Um, we had tens of thousands, thousands of people joining the waitlist back in December. I'm sure many of you who are listening right now uh, have been, may have been on the waitlist for a while. We thank you for your patience. Um, and then um, in uh, the end of January, beginning of February, we closed um, our first uh, pre-seed round of funding, um, which really over, was oversubscribed. We didn't. We raised more than we anticipated we would, and that really allowed us to really lay out a vision for what Spill could be as a company. Um, and so, for the last four or five months, we've just been hiring and building. Um, and three weeks ago, uh, we released our invite-only iOS beta in the App Store. And um, we've just been continuing to grow and nurture the community, and we'll answer a lot of the questions there. Um, but today, we uh, in the last 24 hours, obviously, a lot has happened. A lot of people are discovering um, the first iteration of Spill, and um, we can uh, talk all about that right now. So I'll stop spieling, but I hope that provides context for everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Fonz. And can you, can you talk, uh, Fonz specifically mentioned um, the black community, the queer community. Can you talk just a little bit more about who Spill is for and who Spill is centering? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've, we are demonstrative about making sure that we are centering the communities who, like Fonz was saying, are the culture drivers that set the tone and the pace for what gets hot um, in pop culture and beyond, um, but unfortunately receive you know the most hate um, and have to also elbow to create space on platforms that were not set up uh, for them and their communities and our communities to thrive. Um, and so you know, at, with Spill, we're being really clear that from you know day one, we want. Um, you know, those folks, black folks, queer folks, women um, in particular, uh, to know that Spill is being built and designed for a space where we can all thrive. Um, we recognize and reward culture drivers um, frequently from the most marginalized groups um, that determine platforms relevance early on. Um, so black Twitter, queer talk, um, and even some of the first viral videos from YouTube and Vine largely originated from black women and the, and the queer community, as we all know, um, and from non-U.S. communities in East and Southeast Asia, um, uh, you know, and with young women, you know, leading the charge, um, you know, throughout. Um, and these are communities that are consistently under-recognized, under undervalued, and oftentimes um, considered an afterthought. Uh, by platforms themselves. Um, we want y'all to know that you're top of mind presently for us um, and our teams are hard at work building this app to make sure that this is not just a safe space but also a fun place and an enjoyable place for us to come and communicate um, and build community um, amongst each other and to imagine a world where what would the social ecology look like if an app was built to center us from day one um, and that's what we are attempting to do, um, and we're doing so successfully. And there you have it. And there you have it. Actually, I met both. I met both of them at um, at an event. The two individuals you heard speaking, I met both of them. 
right? And I'm just so thankful that they have the support. Speaking as a um, elder millennial, you know, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the older, the older millennial folks. Just saying, don't laugh too hard. Don't laugh too hard. Calm down. Calm down. You know, I said to a friend the other day, I said, man, you know what? It would be tragic to go throughout life as a millennial, as a black millennial, and there not be a social media app created by other black folks that are just as global as the other apps that I mentioned previously. That should not happen. If you know anything about social media and if you go and you look at the numbers, as as Jay-Z once said, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. The majority of people who use social media applications, there's a large majority majority are black people, brown, I'm going to say brown people, you know, other people of color, or I'm going to use this word for this particular story what I'm explaining um, minority communities right primarily that's the makeup of social media apps and when you think about let's say black culture and you heard it first how the black culture is what really gets things popping you know it's a fact. They get it popping. Right? Sometimes it's to our own detriment that we get it popping. Because people are okay with, hey, you know, you be our unofficial influencer, get this thing popping. And we, the other folks, we just going to sit back and just collect the paycheck. And when you think about the spending power of black people in general online, you know, it's, I think it's like a, like a black people have like a trillion dollars that's spent online, like they're buying power. Right. So there's a lot of black folks out there making a lot of people rich, get a lot of shit popping. And then you're forgot about. We get harassed online and all kinds of different stuff. And hey, you know, when you're on these social media sites and people talking reckless, you don't know anybody who worked there that looked like you. So, you know, you get harassed and all kinds of different things, you know. It sucks. And we've accepted it for the most part. Like, what are you going to do? You don't know anybody. What's going to happen? It's not. So you got to deal with the bullying online and all kind of stuff. All of that shit happens. The nonsense. What makes me excited about Spill is that from the beginning, they know the nonsense. They know what happens. They know. They know what happens on these platforms and it's not going to go down over there. It's not going to go down. You can take that mess someplace else. 
And I'm just happy to see this platform. I'm laughing so hard all day long when I'm looking at these, the content that's coming across. Now, I know a lot of people reading this thing and they said, you still ain't told us what it was. You still ain't told us what it was. We don't know. That's the whole point. I want you to listen. But it's a party over there. It's a party. It's a safe space that's being created for people that look like me. Although spill is for everybody, doesn't matter what your ethnicity is, race, ethnicity, ethnicity, it doesn't matter. Spills for everybody. But they're just making sure that the folks who are underrepresented, you know, the marginalized folks are, you know, we're just making sure that these individuals are seen. They're not forgotten about. And this is, we're trying to create a safe space. Take a sip of water real quick. I'm lying. That's vodka and pineapple juice. <laughs> Whew. Anyway. Whew. You think the aliens drink? I don't know. But anyway, it's a party going on over there on Spill. That's the first app I check every morning. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm just around my cousins and we all just laughing, man. You, we are, they're calling it black Twitter. They're calling it black Twitter. Right now, it's, it's coming for the Android. It's not out there yet. But if you have an iPhone, you got to get on it. If you have an iPhone, you got to get on it. You got to get on it. It's hilarious. I, I will tell you something that happened on there that's hilarious to me. I think it's funny. And I'm being careful about what I'm saying. Although I think it's funny, but I still want to be a good representation. I want to be a good representation of a user on this app. But here is something that's funny. So the shade room is on. (laughs) So... I read the shade room if it comes across, you know, if I'm on the internet or something like that. I might, I don't religiously look at it. Like, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't really tell you anything about it other than if a story pops up, but I really couldn't tell you. Now, I used to, I used to read Bossip back in the day. That was funny. But anyway, so the shade room came on And everybody was just like, why are you here? Why are you here? So let me give you a visual representation, right? Imagine somebody coming up at your, um, imagine somebody showing up to uh, a family function and you have already banned them for being there because you think, All they do is cause drama when they show up. So whenever the shade room showed up, everybody was like, who gave you an invite code? You need to leave, right? That's that's, it was funny. The shade room put up a poll on whether or not they should delete their account or not. Y'all. About 3,000 people then voted. And it's 90 plus percent say they need to delete their account. I said, what in the hell? Y'all trying to vote 
somebody off of Spill Island already? Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's wild over there. It's wild over there. But it's, it, it's, it, it's fun. It's fun. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens next. Creating that space. Creating that space is going to set a lot of people free. That team is going to continue to grow. They are going to find talent that reflects the majority of users on the platform. They're going to create a lot of jobs. They're going to create a lot of jobs. I'm telling you, I I see it. And I'm glad that I have been here at the very beginning. As I've seen this day play out. Man, what an exciting time. It's the tech reset. We're going to look back at this time. We're going to look at this timeline of, you know, the the layoffs in tech. When Twitter sold. As you see, when Twitter sold. Those advertising dollars went different places. We're looking at the way we shift to consume media, the podcast that's out there. You're listening to one right here. I don't think I make a podcast if COVID doesn't happen. The game has really changed. The game has changed. A lot of people are still figuring it out. There's some people out there pretending to be expert. Maybe there are some, but a lot of it is too soon. So it's a lot of trial and error. Like I see people right now selling chat GPT classes. Sit your ass down. The shit just came out yesterday. Right? It just came out yesterday. But everybody's claiming to be an expert. It's trial and error. Just like me with this podcast. It's trial and error. I'm learning too. We all learning. You know? And that's okay. And that's okay. Well, folks, you know, I've been talking for about a straight 50. You know, I want to walk away with, you know, I think something that Fonz said today in the Twitter spaces, man, it was was dope. 
I think he said something to the effect of, you know, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. And I feel that. I feel that. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have an iPhone, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Go to the App Store and download the Spill app. And be patient. Be patient with us. I keep saying us and we, but I'm just speaking from like a community perspective. You know, be patient with them. You're going to get an invite code. They're going to let you in the party. All your cousins in there. Excuse me. Yeah, so, you know, be patient with them. Download the app and stick with them. You will enjoy it. I can't wait to see what happens in the next six months. But hey, thank you so much. For listening to the Hit Chimmy Way Pod. And we out.